Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 8, episode 196. I am Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And uh, to start off, this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. If you're not already connecting with important people in your life through Together Letters, try it out for free today, togetherletters.com. And I also have to uh, make an announcement too. I think uh, next week we will not have an episode. We will be uh, missing in action uh, for next week, but we will pick you up back again the week after. So two weeks after this episode comes out, will be episode one ninety seven. Um, yep. we're gonna take a breather. Both, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna take, take a breather. Breather, yeah. Yeah, taking a breather is a good thing. We need we need a we need a break. We need a breather. It's gonna be good. So uh, we're we're excited about it. Just a little a little week off. So. All right, so in this episode, we're going to start off talking about lots of gaming. I mean, just games galore. And then we're going to talk about other technology. And then we're going to talk about Weird and Wacky, and then we're going to do our tech recs. So (laughs) So basically, you're just telling them the order of all the stories that happens the same every single week. I just started rolling with it, and I was like, yeah, this is stupid, but I'm going to keep going anyway. So um, that's... You you decided you didn't want to summarize this week. Yeah, I just uh, got lazy. That's fine. I just, I'm, I'm feeling like that's why we need a break. I just got lazy. So, uh, well, let's, let's just dive in. So, uh, article one, Mitch Fowler in the brain bending world of quote speed running. So I'd never heard of speed running before. Were you already familiar with the idea? No, I, I, I've seen people do things like this, but I didn't know it was an actual thing itself. Yeah. And so the thing itself is, uh, he is running through a game at high speed trying to complete the game as quickly as possible. What game was it? It was like Mario. Uh, it was Super Mario 3. Super Mario and, 3. And he was trying to set the world record for beating Super Mario 3. And apparently like speedrunners are like obsessed with like finding hacks and shortcuts and glitches to get through the game more quickly. And so apparently no one had ever run faster than 70 minutes. But apparently he was able to do it in less than that, I guess. One hour, nine minutes and 58 seconds, beating yep. his own world best time by three seconds. There you go. Yeah, I mean, this is cool and all that, but I don't know if I would just sit and be like, OK, I think I can do. Yeah, three but, seconds faster. but the difference now is he makes a living doing this. That's so you true. would totally do it. If I mean, this is this is now his job. Like, this is what he does. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, would, I do I don't all know that I could do this as a job. I, I This would not hold my attention long term. Like, this is not exciting to me. No. And, and, no. and there's a lot of things. And that's okay, right? I mean, this is exciting for him. And that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, that that should be true for anybody, right? If, you, if you're working a job and it's not exciting for you, you need to find another job. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, there, there is something out there for you. But um, what was fascinating also about this story is that they talk about how the the they've analyzed these people's brains and anybody that is doing these things where they're having to analyze things very quickly actually they grow their brains the the hippocampus grows really uh in size and they i think this was the same article they talk about you know london cab drivers have to memorize all of the streets yep. of london and, yep. and not use a map and be able to navigate from place to place and they've shown that that is the same thing there as well. Like it increases their capacity to think, I guess. I don't, yep. know. I don't know what that actually means. Having a, a bigger brain. Does that actually, you got more neurons? Maybe they I process know. faster. I don't, I don't know. 
I mean, this dude better be processing faster if he's going through uh, through in this this quickly. Um, talking about uh, things that shouldn't be processed, maybe uh, classified Challenger tank specs leaked online for video game. Oh my god, this is so dumb. Oh uh, man! Apparently, somebody that works for the British military posted specs that were classified for an actual military tank because mm-hmm. these specs on a video game were wrong and the tank was not functioning the same way as in real life. Yeah, I mean, he just wants his video game to be realistic. So, I mean, Here's it's a spoiler cool. for you. It's a video game. It isn't real life. So that's, the uh, yeah. Oh, dude, you just ruined my whole day. Uh, You're trying to say my Fortnite persona is not real? No, what it's you, not real. That, you mean you I'm, do those I'm not? In real life. I'm not the Mandalorian. Is that you? You are not the Mandalorian oh, for sure. Oh man, that just that ruins. I mean, my, I, I will say day, so man. many times as we get on the Zoom call, and I'm like, wait, am I doing the podcast with the Mandalorian? No, no, it's just Adam. <laughs> yeah, that that's happened never. Yeah, it's happened never. That's yeah. correct. All right. So, well, by the way, to to the game company's credit, they uh, took it down and said, like, yeah, we're not gonna use this. Unless we are shown for sure that this is not classified, not top secret. Yeah. Because uh, we don't want to have anything to do with that. That's crazy. All right. Speaking of something that's also not top secret, we've been talking about this for a little bit, but Netflix's gaming expansion starts with mobile. So apparently this is going to be included in your Netflix subscription, like I guess by default, and and they're going to have mobile games. So I guess my question is, do you see yourself using this? I think it's, it's so it's interesting. And there's actually another story I want to talk about too. That's related to this that I didn't end up tagging, but I read it, but um, it's interesting because I think it might lead them depending on what the titles are to more usage on mobile. I, like, I wonder, I don't know if they publish what their split is of how many people watch Netflix on TV versus mobile. Like, do you ever watch on mobile or, or do you watch only on I, TV? Well, so it depends on how you define mobile. I watch on an iPad a lot, but I, I, so I actually watch on iPad probably more than anything else, but it's a real, real big iPad. So I guess that'd be considered mobile technically. Yeah. Right. Do, are, are you doing that when you're at home? You're like watching yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, like sitting on the couch or something, I'll just, I'll just pop up the iPad or something and watch it on the iPad rather than like with headphones, rather than like watching on the TV with there's other people around and everything else. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you're doing this with, with other folks around. So. I almost always watch on a TV. I think almost everybody yeah. in this house does. I, the kids sometimes will watch on on laptops or, or whatever um, if they're doing stuff in their rooms and, you know, like cleaning the room and then having that on. But by and large, I think we watch on TVs. So here's the other interesting story about this is that this might create an issue between Netflix and Apple, apparently, because Apple's App Store rules require games to be listed individually on Mm. the app store. And because this is essentially a service where, you know, just like, like imagine Netflix having to list every one of their movies individually on the app store. Yeah. Like that's not going to work. Uh -uh. Right. No. And so it's unclear what is going to happen, but that Apple's going to have to give them a pass. Apple's got there. I mean, it's Netflix. They're not going to fight Netflix over this. They don't want another issue like they're having with Epic Games. They don't want yeah. to go down that down that path. Yeah. So I think they're just going to look the other way and be like, oh, yeah, it's totally cool. Don't worry about it. You know, oh, they're kind of like movies. It's fine. 
It's I, fine. I feel like it, it's kind of like Apple's going to be like that parent that's like walking downstairs to get a glass of water, sees their child doing something and chooses to pretend they just didn't see it. You know, doing something, <laughs> child doing something else, just choose to pretend they didn't see it. I, I'm going to go get my glass of water now. Like that's I think that's Netflix. Are you telling me this is something that you've done? Uh, have I ever looked the other way when one of my children is doing something they're not supposed to do? Yes. Pro today, probably not. But yes, for sure. And <laughs> there's no doubt. I, I, uh, I am not sure whether this was a good thing for you to admit or not. Because I'm wondering if your wife actually knows this or not. and if I'm just she being real podcast, and she doesn't listen to this podcast. So we're okay. <laughs> so we're, we're totally fine. So. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Ho hopefully your kids don't listen to this podcast too. Cause then, then they're going to be trying then to figure out where the then line they'll know. is. They'll know the secret. Yeah. They'll know the secret. Yeah. Uh, the other final story in kind of this gaming, uh, block that we have here, Peloton plans to launch an in-app video game where you pedal to control a rolling wheel. Yeah. I, I will say, first of all, it sounds super dumb. Based on the title. It, it does sound super dumb. But the graphic they showed is actually pretty cool. And Peloton is, does it, not it do... It makes me think of the movie Tron a little well, bit. Well, it makes me think of Tron and, and also uh, Guitar Hero. It's very similar to Guitar Hero. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And Peloton doesn't do anything halfway. Like, if they're going to do it, it's going to be solid. And so... As silly as it might look, my guess is it's going to be pretty pretty cool and, and effective. So, because they're not going to do anything halfway. Is this is this available? Can you do this right now or no? I, not yet. I have not tried, so I, I do not know. I've not tried, but because you have one of these fancy things, I I do I do, uh, and I I will try it as soon as the opportunity is available. So if you let me know, I'll, I'll go try it out today. So I, uh, okay, I mean maybe it is available. As you might have heard. Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. All right, next article, Intuit will no longer be a part of an IRS program that helps millions of Americans file taxes for free. So this is, I mean, this is like the free turbo tax is going away, right? Is that, is that what I'm reading here? Yeah, yeah, this is weak. What's um, the deal? This is, uh, they, they basically don't want to be hamstrung to the rules around that program. And, and probably because, you know, they've been dinged so many times for hiding and, and, and not really exposing the fact that people can do this for free and trying to funnel them into paying the company instead. Mm. So like, okay, we're going to squash that, that issue by just taking this thing away. Man, I, I, I feel like, I feel like into it just lost a lot of credibility right there. Like that's I what so I feel too. like. I, 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 yeah. I think really, honestly, the, the IRS needs to fund software development and basically have a, free version for all taxpayers. Like, look, we all agree. We all have to pay taxes. Yep. So why would the organization not just make it easier yep. for the end well, for the IRS is better too, right? Like if you can make it easier for me to pay taxes, more people will pay their taxes. Yep. Well, it's like all those tax memes that I've seen. It's like the government says you owe taxes and the tax says how much and the government says 
oh, we're not going to tell you guess. And you know, we know how much you owe, but we're not going to tell you how much you owe guess and pay that amount. And if you're wrong, you go to jail like that. Like that's yeah. the meme. And, and it's like, and, yeah. and if you're wrong, no, if you're wrong by paying too little, uh, then we're going to come after you. If you're wrong by paying too much, we're going to be like, ah, let's see if they notice. Yeah, and, we'll be and if right. you do notice, we'll give you the money, but we won't give you any I- interest on or, top of that. Or, or they'll give what? you the money back, or, or you'll file, like I did recently, you'll file you know, an, an amendment or whatever, and then you'll just never hear back at all, which is what hap- what's happened to me. I think it's been over a year that I've been what? waiting to hear back. Yeah, Over a so, year? I believe so, yeah. So I've got, I've got to finally call them and be like, dude, where is my refund? Give me a break here. Come on. So... There you go. You're going to call the IRS. It's going to go really well, Sanjay. I mean, how many like, days do you have set aside for this? Uh, uh, oh, I mean, at least 14, 14 days. Yeah, 14 continuous. So that's why we're not doing the podcast uh, next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be spending your time. Yeah. My leisure time. I'm going to spend my leisure time <laughs> leisure on, on I, hold. I, I don't with... know if that's what I would define as leisure time, but okay. <laughs> Talking about leisure, uh, maybe uh, DuckDuckGo is going to give you some leisure by getting you away from email tracking. They've got a new email protection service to remove trackers from emails. And the domain is awesome, and I love it. It's at duck.com. Mm-hmm. And I've applied because, dude, you know I want Sunjay at duck.com, but Ooh, I have this yeah. bad feeling that it's already gone. I need to try for that, too. Yeah, that you, does sound tr- pretty good. You're going to try for Sunjay at duck.com? I am. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do... Actually, no, I'm not going to do Sunjay. I'm going to do Sunjay Parikh at duck.com. That's actually... <laughs> that's good. I already know somebody that's applied for Sunjay, so... <laughs> Now, um, so well, I is, might have I might have to apply for Adam. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty cool though, right? Like, so, so what? So, it look, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read there. Like, there's two kind of sides to the service. One side is you you give you you have this email address. They take out any trackers that are in the emails, and then they forge you the actual email, so you can yep. like deal with it that way. And then I think it wasn't there a second one that's more like a temporary email, like protect your email service, kind of like Apple's sort of thing too. Oh, did they or, do that as well? I, I think I think I read later in the article that they also are going to have that as well. So, I mean, yeah, th- I mean, this is, I mean, so we've been talking about this a while. Email is on the rise for lots of various reasons. Email marketing, email communication, all of it is back on the rise, on the up. That's part of why we started Together Letters, because that way people can stay connected via email and they don't have to worry about social media, right? So so email is on the rise. Privacy is on the rise. I mean, this is... This is the perfect connection of the two. Like props to DuckDuckGo yeah. for being on top of this. Yeah, I love DuckDuckGo. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, kind of where this goes uh, with yeah. them overall. Yeah. All right, our next article. Tesla is charging owners $1,500 for hardware they already paid for. So let me let me paint this picture because I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess I'm a little conflicted here, okay? And I, don't, I, I, I shouldn't be probably, but I am. So on the one hand... For older Teslas, I think uh, like sl- like several years older, yep. when they when the owners bought the Teslas, it was understood this the hardware on this Tesla will work with full self-driving mode. That's what they were told at the time. Now Tesla's saying, you know what? Actually, you need other hardware. We were we were mistaken about that. You need more hardware, and it's going to be an extra fifteen hundred dollars. So on the one hand, like I, I get that Tesla sort of made this promise. And said, oh, this hardware is going to work. On the other hand, I get that computers accelerate at a rapid pace across four years. And the, the, the hardware from four years ago may legitimately not be good enough for self-driving. I think the problem is in making them pay for it. Like they shouldn't have made the promise if it wasn't going to yeah. work, really, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, then now they did reduce it. It went $1,500 down to $1,000. But, it, you know, even according, even agreeing with the author of this article, that's still $1,000 too much. And I would say it is. I mean, Tesla should just eat that money. They shouldn't have made the promise. They shouldn't have made a promise they couldn't keep, essentially. Yeah. I, I think they, they should have figured some way out of it by saying, because they've got this self-driving package. They say that it can be bought for $10,000 up front or $200 a month, $199 a month uh, with the new subscription scheme. They probably should have just figured out a way to kind of roll it into a, a monthly subscription. Yep. Um, but actually, I didn't realize that they were doing monthly subscriptions for this, yep. which is fascinating to me because I cannot think of another car company that has a monthly subscription for something on the car when you already own the car. Other than like satellite radio, right? That would be the only right. comparable similar type thing, but that's entertainment, not functionality, right? Right. But but at the same time, similarly, satellite radio is something you can totally do without. Self-driving yep. is something you could totally do without. So they, they guess, kind of are similar in some ways, too. I guess too. that is true. And I will say, like, I get it. I mean, because self-driving is something they're going to have to continue perpetually update, update. I mean, it's going to be a ton of work over a long period of time. It's not like you turn it on one time and it, it just works forever, right? So I think yeah. in that sense, it actually makes sense that they would pay monthly for it. And it's a great revenue source for Tesla. So, I, you know, yeah. I get I it. I mean, actually, yeah, they, they now that we're talking about it, really, that should not be something that you pay once for and be done with. Right? Yeah, because you, you, you need updates you all the time. You want it to be smarter yeah. all the time. And yeah. one of the ways, like you look at Waze, right, the, mm -hmm. the, the traffic uh, app, uh, it got better because of other users yep. in the system too. And that's what this does in theory should do as well. Right. Yep. Going down the same road as other people that also have driven a Tesla, understanding the road mechanics because of other people driving that processing that data and then sharing it back out of the cars. Yep. Like that makes my car better. And so mm -hmm. is that worth some kind of monthly fee? Yeah. Maybe not one ninety nine a month. Maybe it's some other dollar amount, but um, I mean, to listen, me, on 199 feels a little expensive. If you're going to drop the money on a, if you're going to drop the money on a seventy thousand dollar Tesla, 199 a month is not something you're worried about. Like for for most most drivers, think, I don't. I think. don't know. I that it just feels expensive to me. Yeah. Or, what would not feel expensive? That's my question. It I, would not 99 a month. Does that feel more I, manageable? I, well, I, I think a dollar, like 50 bucks a month would make it a no brainer. Yeah. Because if you think about okay. like a lot of people driving to and from work most days, right? It, it's not really a weird, I'm not going to go, well, today I'm going to drive 800 yeah. miles. This place. You just don't do that. So right. most drives are pretty predictable. So the value add is is pretty marginal on a day to day basis. It's just, right. you know, when those odd times when you start going to other random places that that it might be even more helpful. So like fifty bucks, I think you could get almost a hundred percent of the Tesla owners to buy in at that that price point. Mm -hmm. Six hundred bucks a year, yeah, that yeah one percent of the yeah. cost of the car, yeah, yeah, like, totally. That's I, true. I do it. Right? That's true. Uh, next up, we've got uh, something that's uh, getting also obliterated, uh, but yeah. this is internet speed. Internet speed, world record obliterated by engineers in Japan. Uh, I forgot what the exact speed was, but it was super fast. I'm opening it up. 319 terabytes per second. Dude. I mean, well, and, and read what the original speed record was. It was 178 terabyte, terabits, terabits, sorry, terabits yeah. per second. But like, that's a... That's a pretty significant increase. And no drop off over 
the 1865 miles that they transferred mm-hmm. which yeah, that's wild. actually pretty impressive too right no really drop is. off now but, uh, of course they're using like super crazy hardware and and everything else to do it right yeah but still but, it's really impressive how can i get a little bit faster internet at home then yeah that's what you want to know like like says the gig says the gig internet guy you know that's I the mean, yeah right but I mean, but still, sometimes getting a little bit faster would be nice. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, two, two gig, five. You, you. Gig, I mean, because you need to be able to download that song in like a millisecond, as opposed to you know however many, right? Like, that's I the, don't like buffering on my songs. So like, no, no. Say just say no to buffering. I oh, that should be just say no to buffering.com. Just say no to buffering.com. Just say no to buffering.com. We, we should make stickers about that. Yeah, we definitely should. People like would it. wear stickers on that. Buttons. Oh my gosh. We All right. So buttons. speaking of world records, world's first 3D printed steel bridge debuts in Amsterdam. So this is pretty cool. I mean, apparently it's a pedestrian bridge. It was actually 3D printed a few years ago, but the canal that it that it goes over wasn't ready for it but they've just installed it. Apparently it's got like a bunch of sensors and stuff built into it as well. So they can like really track and get a ton of, of data from it. Um, it's, it, and it looks really ornate and really interesting and pretty cool. Right. I think it looks super cool. I, yeah. It's like when real can we futuristic. Get one of these in Atlanta, right? It's like futuristic looking. I like it a lot. Yeah. So like, why didn't they build the bridge over, um, the, that, uh, what is it? 14th street bridge over the highway. They should have done that with like, robots 3d printing stuff i feel like this the bridge that we're talking about was this this tiny pedestrian bridge over a canal you're talking about a bridge over a super wide interstate so i feel like those are a little different it's only like four or five hundred feet it's only issues of scale and we all know issues of scale are negligible so like why not you know like just build it bigger yeah just just no big deal just make it bigger (laughs) because issues of scale are negligible okay Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable Snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. Uh, next up, we, we've got Weird and Wacky now, and uh, this first one is awesome. Uh, and it's <laughs> this ingenious Oreo packaging makes it easy to hide your cookies from your kids. And so if you have not seen this story, you've got to click on the story to understand what this exactly is. But yep. basically what they've done, Oreo has partnered up with a lot of other companies to uh, use their uh, features and stuff on half or maybe like a third of the Oreo package. Mm-hmm. So the edge of it looks like something that it's not. So it might look like um, riced veggies. And right, yeah. Like just the, sit them in the pantry and it just and all the kids sees are rice veggies right there. On the end, they'll be like, Well, yeah. that's not what I want. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. when they're on the hunt for for Oreos. Uh, yeah. they've also partnered with companies like Ford, Haynes, uh, Green Giant was the rice veggies, uh, and better homes and gardens to disguise yep. packages uh of Oreos. Now the problem is like, dude, I totally want one of these. Yeah. But I think it's super limited in terms of addition. I feel like well, it's only like well, what's what to me is really funny about this is just the the variety of it, right? Because like, if you get the one that's like riced veggies, then you can just hide it in the pantry where it would normally be because it would it'll look like riced veggies. But if you get the one that looks like a cookbook, then you really need to hide it on a shelf because you know it, it's a cookbook. Or if you get the one that looks like tagless Hanes T-shirts, like you can't put that in. That's gonna be like super obvious in the pantry. So like, then you have the problem that's of like, oh closet. wait which secret one did I buy? And now I know where I hit it like that. Like you're going to, you're going to lose it just because you're going to forget where you hit it. 
I think if you're uh, needing to hide cookies like this, you mm-hmm. don't generally forget where they are. Oh, okay. Okay, that, that that is a fair point. I, I will say, like, even though I want one of these, I've never had to hide candy in the house. Like, um, Oh, yeah, I've definitely house. hidden candy. Yeah. You, You've you, hidden you just, candy? You just need more kids, man. Yeah. No. Listen, <laughs> if I, like, like, all of our kids know, like, if you have something that you want, it like don't put it in a public space. It'll just be gone. Like that. Like just gone. Like instantly. So just yeah. gone. It's just okay. gone. Yeah. They all what, know. What, what's the last candy that you had that uh, was just gone? And when you went back to go get it, it there were. Uh, I mean, it's usually more like cookies or like pie in the fridge okay. or something like that. You know, something that's like more more obvious is is, is kind of how that tends to go. So yeah. Yeah. Pie. Yeah. I think uh, if that was in my household too, I would tend to probably eat that too, especially yeah. apple pie. I have a now. See for me, it's key lime, man. Key lime all key the way. Lime, really? Key lime all the way. Love key lime pie. It's the best. I don't know all what right. is well, wrong with you. Moving apple on. Pie. I know this one's gonna pain pain you. By the way, viral video shows Malaysian police destroying 1,069 Bitcoin mining rigs with a steam roller. So here's what I want to know: How much Bitcoin did they destroy in that? Right, like. If these are yeah. Bitcoin mining rigs, theoretically, they've got Bitcoin stored on the drives right. that are just now lost forever, right? Yeah. And, and the, could potentially lots of value, right? Well, yeah, and that, and, you know, we're in this whole situation where uh, a lot of this components are very expensive right now because people are hoarding them and there's not enough capacity and they're not manufacturing enough and everything. And you just went and destroyed a bunch. and could have been helpful like like instead like i appreciate what they're trying to do here and the message they're trying to send but what if instead they just figured out a way to repurpose these machines and provide computers for kids that didn't have access to computers yeah or break them into their component parts and, and do something with or sell them i mean like come on like a steam like steamroll like i watched the video and i'm like really like that's what you're gonna do with these like yeah. for real yeah just I don't know. Seems like a really I, bad I, idea. I would have instead, uh, like, you know, pull out the GPUs or something. If you want to crush those, do that. Yeah, So that for they're sure. not useful for, for crypto mining anymore. But then, like, the rest of the computer, repurpose them. So there's a lot of kids that don't have access to technology. Yeah. Why would you it's just wild. make this into dust instead just of wild. using it? Mm. All right, Sanjay, Tech Wreck time. What do you have for me today? So I stumbled on this uh, article, uh, and I don't actually have one of these, but it looks fascinating. So it's called the Framework Laptop. It's now shipping, and basically it's a high-performance, thin and light notebook designed to last and designed to have parts that you can easily replace as a user. Uh, You can even get a DIY edition and save some money on it and build it yourself you can order what you want and don't what you don't want. So this is basically making a laptop like a desktop uh, and letting people actually build their own, hmm. which I think is awesome. That's yeah, that's great. Really great. I mean, you can't really do this with lapis. The one thing I don't know is when there's new motherboards for uh, CPUs, because generally laptop CPUs are soldered into the motherboard. Mm-hmm. You can't just change them out like on a on a desktop. Um are they going to keep designing them with the same footprint so that you can still keep using the same case? And if that's the case, then uh, this is a really good idea. Yeah, it's like, pretty solid. I like I'm that a, a lot. Fan. So, 
So yeah, mm. so if you're looking for a non-Apple, obviously this won't work with Apple uh, OS, but if you're looking for a non-Apple laptop and want something where you actually get to build it yourself and decide what goes into it. And like, if you don't want to give them money for memory or hard drive and want to buy your own, like you can do that with this. Yeah. Um, check it out. It's called framework, uh, laptop. It's frame dot work. Hmm. Nice. Okay. What do you got for us uh, this time, Adam? I'm going to recommend a, a podcast editing software called Descript. So, um, so this thing actually does a lot of things. Um, so they have a, a free version that has a screen capture, uh, software and you can use it. And, and so you can actually like, like capture your screen to do screen recordings. And then it also does that thing where you have like your head in like a circle from the webcam in there as well. Um, so it makes this really nice, interesting screen recording, which is pretty great. Um, and that's a free version. Then it's also got like a podcast editing version where you drop your audio in there. It gives you a transcript. And literally, if you look at the transcript and delete the words in the transcript, it automatically deletes that out, out of the audio and cuts oh, it for cool. you. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, I will say um, I I don't use it for my podcast editing because I want more control and I'm, I'm going to yeah. be more professional in that. But for like a quick edit for somebody doing it, it's pretty interesting. Um, and it also does like, like I mentioned transcripts, like it actually does like the podcast transcripts themselves and it does a pretty good job with that. So, I mean, the, the, I think the premium version is like 30 bucks a month. It's not bad. And it does a pretty excellent job. Oh, and you can create like audiograms for sharing on social. So it's like got all the words highlighted, a little movie and, and the audio and stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty well done. Um, so it's, it's worth checking out. They've got a free trial. So give it a shot. Yeah, so if you don't want to go deep into audio editing stuff, then th this might be your way. It's a it's a good option if you don't want to go deep into it. So I'm already deep into it, and I'm happy there. But uh, <laughs> but for everybody else, so uh, Sanjay, how you're, can our you're listeners like drowning in the deep end of the? Pool, I am actually. drowning. I'm in the deep end on the audio for sure. Uh, yeah. but Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S A N J A Y, or on my site at sanjayparek.com. I don't think I've spelled Parek. It's P-A-R-E-K-H. In case you're wondering, if you can't look it up, feel free to find me at either one of those places. What about you, Adam? Where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at AJ Walker on my website at, a, at adamjwalker.com. Find me at Together Letters. Go sign up for Together Letters. Get connected with the people you care about with Together Letters at togetherletters.com. I'm going to say Together Letters one more time because I'm trying to get the words in there. Together Letters. Letters. You know what I just realized? Your middle initial is J. Yeah. Does that mean you are actually Jimmy the AI? Is I mean, that what that J stands for, Jimmy the AI? I wasn't going to admit it. But... <laughs> 